Hello and welcome to Voice of the Fire and to another episode of our little series Whispers of the Fire and today we are asking ourselves another question Why princes and princesses? When we think of fairy tales we tend to think of stories of childish wish-fulfillment we think of hopes and tendencies that we, entirely responsible adults that we are, are expected to have outgrown. We think of princes and princesses. But why? Why are stories that way? Why is the hero always a prince or a princess in disguise or some such nonsense? One reason is that what we read as fairy tales are in fact Kunstmärchen, stories that were collected and rewritten by artists or writers of the middle class or indeed the aristocracy, and that they wrote stories in ways that would please the upper class, their intended audience. Giambattista Basile, who collected the Pentamerone, one of the first Italian collections of stories, Charles Perrault, who wrote his Histoire ou Conte du Temps Passé, or Madame Aulnois, one of the first writers of courtly fairy tales. Those are the people that shaped our perceptions of fairy tales. And they took stories that were originally folk tales and rewrote them for little lords and ladies. And that meant fitting in a prince here and there. In fact, they stuffed so many princes and princesses into the tales that we are still fairly quickly tired of them all. It's really a form of cultural appropriation. Not dissimilar to the way Christian monks rewrote old Irish or Scandinavian folklore to seem more Christian and more appropriate to their worldview. It's not always easy to define folk tales as compared to fairy tales, but let us try. Folk tales, that is, stories that were transmitted orally and actually told spontaneously, have a distinct local or personal flavour, something that ties them to a very specific time or group. If we look at German folk tales, we may be struck by their darkness and brutality. That is, if we read the original grim tales that still can cause an American reader unfamiliar with their gouging out of eyes or the cutting off of toes to recoil in surprise and horror. We may notice a distinct lack of princes and castles and good-natured happy-ending fantasies. Many of the German tales, scholars suspect, were told, or changed, or made up, during the Thirty Years' War, that brought with it a number of horrors that are unpleasant to imagine. Yet they would trickle down as residue into any story told. Our surroundings shape us, after all. A peasant living in that time would have a very bleak and hopeless existence powerless against the often brutal forces that shape and control his life. I suspect most of the more hopeless tales have been excised from storybooks, but they certainly left their trace in a different shape. 
unrealistic fantasies. A hero from low origins who somehow moves through life as though in a dream. Powerless himself, but helped by spirits or fortunate circumstances. A hapless idiot who is smiled upon by fate. That would be the powerless peasant who had no money or worldly influence, and who could only find fortune if older, half-remembered powers were on his side. Animal spirits or unpredictable demonic entities that took the Christian shape of the devil. They, folk tales, were, at heart, social tales, despite all the darkness. People could tell them and share their hardships, whether those were the death of a child, an evil stepmother, a murder, sickness or hunger. But there were also healing aspects, brighter sides, community, shared dreams, hopes for a better existence. Fairy tales, however, have a different ring to them. The hero or the heroine has a distinct driving force. They have a birthright, they have wealth, they have influence. They are little princes and little princesses. Their challenge is to make it through the tale to the place when their predetermined victory becomes inevitable. Their obstacles are formulaic and thus they become lessons. A moral creeps into the tale. A poor peasant who knows life will not shine on him doesn't need morals. He needs unreasonable belief in some force that might look out for him. A princeling who has potential power needs guidance, needs a dangling golden carrot that leads him towards the throne and teaches him how to sit on it right side up. But fairy tales are not only for actual princes and princesses, they're also for those who aspire to become princes or princesses. The middle class. They provide them with an aspiration and something to look forward to. A lot of fairy tales, especially from the 18th century, are written from the perspective of someone trying to achieve a higher social status. Beauty and the Beast or Cinderella, for example. Someone listening to these tales would have found the tales of blind fortune, crass and vulgar, something for the lower classes. No, no, that was not for them. They had higher aspirations. The tales that they told were still social things, but the injection of morality has changed them completely. There is no longer a wrestling with powers invincible to any weapon but blind luck. The tales are now instruments to shape people according to the prevalent ideas of a society. Who is good and who is bad? Who is deserving and who is not? Those are questions that we as a society still struggle with even today. So the prince and the princesses, if we take them into modern day, are easy and lazy answers. That is who we should aspire to be, rich and successful. Our whole society, while being critical of fairy tales and unreasonable dreams and fantasies, is now spinning a whole machinery of wheels that crush the blindly hopeful to a bloody pulp, which is as dark and brutal as any old folk tale could make it. 
and twisted as we are, we have now devoted a large part of our entertainment to watching other people's hopes being crushed in the most creative and most public of ways. The young men and women marching off to reality TV shows are perhaps not entirely dissimilar to virgin boys and girls being sacrificed to some old unspeakably evil thing in the deep dark woods. In a way, it could be a really sick joke. We tell the young that they are princes and princesses and then we crush them for our own delight. Indeed, a fairy tale told without an idea what you are telling might be a dangerous thing. Thank you very much for listening. I'll talk to you again next time on Voice of the Fire.